Welcome into the Locked On Predators podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Stanley, coming to you live from the Cotton Bowl, the top of the Cotton Bowl here in Dallas, Texas, along with my good friend, Ryan Porth. Ryan, how in the world are you? I'm doing just fine, and we've done a whole lot of radio or audio, I guess you could say, together, but never in the state of Texas. No, it's the first time. Here we are at the historic Cotton Bowl for the Winter Classic. The Preds taking on the Dallas Stars, and what a day this has been! Then it and just gets fired up. It, it's just the appetizer yeah. of, of what's to come tomorrow, which is going to be unreal in this stadium tomorrow at one o'clock. So the rumor has it there's upwards of twenty thousand Predators fans coming here. I'd, I'd say the number is going to be between twenty five and thirty. I could, from Twitter, it could be fifty. I, mean, I know, more, right? There's so many people <laughs> from on airport experiences. This and... is going to turn into the Music City Miracle when everybody was there. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, the, if you ask people around Nashville if you were there for the Music City Miracle, apparently three hundred thousand people were at the game. This is going to be that three hundred thousand people. <laughs> Preds, three three hundred thousand Preds fans will say that they were at the Winter Classic yes. in so Dallas. Kind of, you you obviously have been here all day. You've done some radio broadcasts on one hundred two five the game. Yeah, uh, just kind of give our listeners some some kind of a preview of what they're they're going to see tomorrow, whether they're at home watching it on TV or whether you're one of the many thousands that will be here in person. Well, what's been really cool about spending all day in this stadium is seeing the NHL continue to put the the final touches on the field and the entertainment aspect of what's going to go on tomorrow rehearsals still going on here yeah. at Cotton Bowl and I think they're going to go all night long uh, to to get everything down pat with NBC and the NHL and all that but you know the winter classic is always a celebration of hockey yeah. and the game being played outdoors and you always hear players talk about their their days of being in Canada or being in the north, living, you know, growing up there, growing up with a stick on an outdoor pond. But this is almost like a celebration of southern hockey. Yeah. And I think we're really going to see that in its presentation tomorrow where there's going to be horses. There's going to be there's like pig races yeah. down there on the field. There's boots There'll on be the other poop. side of the things are going to poop. Yes, horses are going to poop yes. tomorrow. It's going to be awesome. And you you blend that kind of southern feel with a lot of country music. The whole feel of it, the the facade of the bottom of the stadium feel it's like very brick and uh, rustic. Yeah. And you look at the the throwback logos or ish logos. They're not really throwback logos because they've never had these logos sure. before. But it, it just has this throwback Western feel to it that no other Winter Classic has had before because no other Winter Classic has featured two teams like this in non-traditional markets, which I think is, is a plus for the NHL to branch out from the original six or the, the traditional teams like Chicago or Pittsburgh. Yeah. And I think no matter how the, the score of the game ends up tomorrow, it's going to be a huge Success. I mean, you're going to have 85,000 people in the building. I think the TV ratings will be fine. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be really cool. By the way, the Predators jerseys look freaking awesome. They look better in person yeah. when the players are wearing them yeah. than they do in a pro shop or online. They really do. And just the atmosphere around, we've kind of got a glimpse at, at what's going on, not only inside uh, of the stadium, but, I mean, the fair rides are going to be open out back. You'll have the Ferris mm-hmm. wheel and all kinds of stuff, tailgating. I've got a few buddies down here that are going to be tailgating and participating. In- well, initially they weren't going to allow the tailgating, I and I think they heard enough. They said, okay, we, yeah, they we, said, have, to, we have to allow it. They said, you know what, we're going we're gonna to get this done. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, and I was talking to Dante Favreau about this from the Predators. 
the fanfare around this is great. It's going to be so awesome. But at the end of the day, you have to balance that. Uh, this is a gigantic game mm-hmm. for the Nashville Predators. How do you think they go about balancing not only the fanfare and the atmosphere that's going to come with it, but also going up against a team that has owned you as of late when you're you're fighting for every point you can possibly get in yeah. the Central Division? Yeah, I mean, we, we heard a lot of players in the, in the locker room say that this is a business trip, yeah. that this is not just about participating in their first ever outdoor game or the franchise's first ever outdoor game. This is a big game in the grand scheme of things because you're playing a Dallas Stars team that knocked you out in the first round last year, and frankly, you did not not show up. From the middle of the second period on December 14th when this team came to your barn, the first time that you played them since since the postseason, you laid a complete egg at home. And... I have to think that's going to be in the back of their mind of, A, getting payback on that game, but the overall payback and trying to deliver the next punch in this budding rivalry and not letting the Stars just completely own this head-to-head matchup. Yeah, and it's going to be something where just stylistically when they play against the Stars – it just you can tell just from an eye test. It doesn't look like they match up well mm-hmm. with the stars. They're, the stars are very physical. They they seem to win almost all the battles along the along the boards uh, when they're playing against the predators. But this is a thing where it's you kind of use the emotion inside the building, I think, and let that carry you through. And I think the team that's best able to handle that tomorrow is the team that ultimately is going to get it done. Well, I honestly think in situations like this, and the numbers may not prove this, but kind of think road teams have a little bit of an advantage yeah. on this where it may not be as big of a distraction leading up to or on game day as it might be for say the Dallas Stars right. where you could tell with the sheer amount of family and friends that the Stars staff and players had yeah. in attendance and the fact that this town has been really buzzing over this winter classic that it might be a bigger distraction to the Stars than it is the Predators. It might be easier to come in as a road team and have that business trip type mentality than it is for the Dallas Stars. Yeah, and you were you were obviously when you were doing the broadcast, you're right by the ice. Obviously, yeah. the the biggest question that people ask leading up to these games is what are the ice conditions like? What are they mm-hmm. going to be like for the game from your vantage point? What did you notice about the conditions of the ice? Well. It's never going to be perfect outdoors, and it's the same for both teams. So I don't think either team can really complain about that. You know going in that it's not going to be what it is inside your own arena or 30 other arenas in the the National Hockey League. I will say from when I I saw the ice up close in Pittsburgh when I covered the Winter Classic between the Caps and Pens, and then in Philly between the Flyers and Rangers, this ice looks better Mm. when it's clean, when it's fresh than it did back then in Pittsburgh and Philly. And maybe, you know, over the years, that's been since 2012, so we're talking eight seasons ago. Maybe they've done things to improve the quality of the ice. The more they do these outdoor games, the more experience they have with them. Um, So I I think it'll be fine. I, I think the worst thing that could have happened for this would be 60 degrees and rainy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But the fact that it's supposed to be in the low to mid-50s and cloudy yeah. most of the day is going to cater to what you would normally see on, on an outdoor game. Yeah, and I think a lot of people get all worked up about the temperature and it's you know it's 50 degrees. Is, is that going to mess with the ice? 
really the only two things that mess with the ice are direct sunlight and mm-hmm. rain, and it doesn't look like we're going to get any of that tomorrow. Well, and we saw the practice times get pushed back yeah. today from 2 o'clock to 4 o'clock, and a lot of people were asking why. Well, we were setting up at about 1.15 mm-hmm. for a 2 o'clock broadcast, and it was hot down yeah. there. It uh, Wearing this black jacket, I was rolling up my sleeves. It felt like it was 80 degrees. And then once the shadows took over, yeah. and it was about 3.30 when the ice was covered in shadows mm-hmm. right before a 4 o'clock practice, right. it got considerably colder. Yeah. And it felt about 20 degrees cooler than it did while than when we were in the sun. So, yeah, it, it makes a huge difference. Sunlight almost does a lot more to it than maybe precipitation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there, there's no question about it. What's the 1025 the game schedule look like tomorrow for you guys in terms of the broadcast? And if you're maybe you're not here for the game, what, what can you do to kind of listen to some coverage before it? So, coverage starts at 9 a.m. Chase McCabe and I will have – Preds Extra starting at 9, live from rinkside again. Uh, We're expected to be joined by some guests, maybe NHL Network and NBC, uh, people dropping by. 11 a.m., we have Smashville Live, Mm -hmm. a special edition of it with Darren McFarland and Willie Donick. Mm -hmm. They'll be hosting it. Expected to be joined by NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman at 11.30 tomorrow, so that should be cool. And then pregame coverage starting at 12. Uh, 12.50 will be when Pete and Hal take over yeah. uh, with the, the puck drop time at one Oh five cool wrinkle to our broadcast. Mm-hmm. Willie Donick is going to be doing a rinkside aspect of it from the other end of the ice. Oh, so nice. Pete and Hal nice. are kind of midway between the blue line and the goal line. All right. In heck the equivalent, <laughs> heck of a vantage point for that half of the ice. And it's almost like being in the first – it is exactly like being in the first row at Bridgestone Arena yeah. where everything in front of you looks great. Everything on the other end of the ice, you don't know what's going on. The puck's in the corner, yeah, I think. Yeah, exactly. I so l- luckily they have a monitor down there. But yeah. Willie Donick will be on the other end of the ice doing some rinkside reports and some uh, intermission interviews yeah. as the players leave the ice. So cool aspect there. We'll go through the normal postgame show. And then I'll be hosting a, a special Preds Insiders – until about 6.30 or 7 o'clock uh, here in the press box, wrapping everything up. And it'll be about a 10-hour broadcast day of live coverage. You know, we did about six hours today. Yeah. So 16 hours and a little over 24 hours of live coverage. Not bad, folks. It It, it is I, – I had to step back and kind of pinch myself yeah. down there as we were broadcasting live. Doc Emmerich stops by. Kevin Week stops by. David Poyle. And just you don't know when you're going to have this opportunity to do this again. Yeah. Where it is the second biggest event the Predators have ever participated right. in outside of the, you know, outside of the Stanley Cup final. Right. And, you know, look, we try to in this business never take things for granted in terms of the things we get to do. But this is cool. Like this mm-hmm. is one of those things where regardless of how the thing goes tomorrow, it's going to be awesome. Like, you'll always remember, okay, I was in Dallas, Texas for the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. Between two Sun Belt teams playing against hockey, 85,000 people were there. It's going to be awesome. So, really, really looking will forward be. to it tomorrow. Yep. Ryan Forth, thank you so much for joining us. Everybody thank you, Everybody tune Robbie. in to 1025 The Game tomorrow for the pregame coverage. Tune in to me at NHL.com. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Pleased to be joined by my good friend Nick Katsunika from NHL.com, a colleague of mine, Nick. How are you? I'm good, Robbie. How are you, buddy? Doing good. So this is a 
wonderful event that Predators fans have been looking forward to for so long. You've been to many Winter Classics. You've covered a lot of outdoor hockey games. How cool is this setup that the NHL has put together here at the Cotton Bowl? What I love about all these, and I think this is my 15th NHL outdoor game, yeah. and probably my 16th or 17th t- total, yeah. is they're all a little different. Mm-hmm. And that's the NHL's goal, mm-hmm. is to have everyone be unique and to have a sense of place mm-hmm. so you know where you are. Right. And when you look out there at the Cotton Bowl, <laughs> you know where you are. Yeah. Like you are in Dallas, Texas. And I know, you know, it's a little stereotypical, right? Like there's more to Dallas than, uh, you know, country music right. and, and uh, a ranch and, and horses and stuff. But that's the visual cues, right? So they do they go over the top on that on purpose so that, you know, you have a sense of place. You know where you are. If you're turning in on TV, that's Dallas, Texas. And I think this one is awesome because you're at the State Fair of Texas. Mm-hmm. The Midway is going to be open. So people come here. It's going to be like the State Fair. Yeah. And then they're going to bring the State Fair into the stadium during the game. Uh, and you're going to have the second largest crowd in NHL history to watch Nashville play Dallas yeah. outdoors. How cool is that? I was going to say, like, when, when you're just thinking about it from a league perspective and just the success they've had with selling this game, mm-hmm. and obviously the Dallas Stars, they've won a Stanley Cup before. The Predators have had a mm-hmm. great run of success as of late. How much does the response of the fans to this game in particular do you think means to the league? It means a ton. Yeah. I mean, this, this is what makes it the National Hockey League, mm-hmm. right? Not the Northeast Hockey League. Right. Right? And I think we've seen the growth of it, um, you know, especially over the last 20, 25 years, um, and really becoming a National League. And there's, there's hockey roots here in Dallas. There's hockey roots in Nashville. Um, and those roots have just gotten stronger. I mean, I you know I covered the Red Wings back in the day, mm-hmm. and I went to Nashville from the very beginning, and I've seen it grown there. And 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 when you go to the Stanley Cup Final in Nashville, mm-hmm. and you see like just Broadway, just solid people. Yeah, uh, it's crazy. It's awesome. And then I'm here the other night, right, getting ready for this game, and I walk into an establishment in Deep Ellum here mm-hmm. in Dallas whole place is full of Predators fans. Like, the whole place. All in their Predators gear, right? There's going to be something like 20,000 Predators fans here. And I think that that is a huge indication of things, too. you got Predators fans who are passionate enough to travel to Dallas, um, have a great time, spend New Year's. Like, that's awesome. You've obviously seen a lot of these outdoor hockey games. In terms of the actual product Mm -hmm. on the ice, what does it typically look like? Maybe for someone... Maybe this is their first time that they're going to experience a game outside. What's the product look like for these outdoor games? Well, what you tend to, to say is that it's going to be a more simple game, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, usually the conditions aren't the same as they are indoors. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've seen a whole variety of things. Mm-hmm. And I've seen skilled plays uh, in challenging conditions. And I've seen, you know, I don't think it's really that much different right. of a hockey game than it is indoors. But it's... You know, it's a spectacle. It's in the middle of a spectacle. So, you know, we've all seen not great games yeah. indoors. Yeah. Oh, sure. Um, you know, so it, it depends, right? But I've seen some pretty good hockey games outdoors, and I've seen some pretty good plays, and I've seen some goals and, and some saves. And, you know, when it, once I think the initial um, novelty wears off for the players, like it becomes a hockey game. Yeah. And I think that's what will happen here. As far as just the on-ice part of this game, for the Predators, this is an absolutely – huge game and I, I was talking to some players in the locker room about this and in terms of kind of balancing the aspect of the fanfare mm-hmm. and everything that comes with it 
but also realizing these are really important two points that are on the line. How challenging do you think that can be for players kind of going through this experience? It's, it's definitely challenging, yeah. right? But, um, you know, I don't know what the numbers are. I wish I'd looked it up before we started talking. Uh, my memory is that the road team has a really good record. Yeah. I think it's much more difficult for the home team because yes. this is your home crowd. Um, you know, there's a lot more distractions, I think, for the home team. And the road teams have tended to fare better in these games. And if you're in Nashville, you need this game more than Dallas does. Yeah. You just do, yeah. right? And there's been a little bit less attention on them. It's not their home stadium. Like, so, you you know, you use whatever you can to your advantage. And right. if I'm the Predators, that's what I use to my advantage. Like, I come out, and I'm here to win. I'm here to spoil the party and, and get my two points. Nick Katsunika from NHL.com, my good friend, has been our guest. Nick, thanks so much for taking the time to come on with me. Uh, happy to do it. Thank you. And welcome back into the Locked On Predators podcast. I want to give you a quick update from the skate today before tomorrow's big game at the Winter Classic. Looked like Kyle Turris today was on a line with Austin Watson, also was skating with Colin Blackwell and Yakov Trenin. So a little bit different look there for the Predators. Nick Benino, he was reunited with Rocco Grimaldi and Craig Smith at the skate. Forsberg, Duchesne, and Granlin remain together, and also Yarncroke, Johansson, and Arvidsson remain together. So that looks to be the lineup heading into tomorrow. It just seems like Trennan or Blackwell will be the one uh, that is scratched. My guess would be Trennan, uh, but we'll just have to see. And then it uh, looks like Dan Hamu is going to be back in the lineup for the Predators tomorrow night or tomorrow afternoon as well after taking that puck to the face against the Pittsburgh Penguins last week at home on a shot by Alex Galchenyuk. So it'll be interesting to see what the lineup looks like tomorrow for the Predators. Colton Sissons was the only Predators player not on the ice for practice today. Obviously, he's on the injured reserve list and will not play tomorrow. So tough news for Colton Sissons that he'll miss the Winter Classic, but he was the only one unaccounted for on the ice. Just want to take some time to, to kind of, if you're here in Dallas and you're kind of planning on Going to the going to the game tomorrow and going to the event, just kind of soak this thing up. Even if you're at home, you're back in Nashville or or wherever you live, and you're a Predators fan and you're and you're planning on watching this game. Regardless of how the the score turns out tomorrow, this game is going to be really really cool. Obviously, if you're a Predators fan, you hope they win. Uh, that would be the, the icing on top of the cake in, in in terms of being a part of this event. But this this just being here and being around this atmosphere and, and this environment and what we're going to see tomorrow. I think it's going to be a really special thing for the Predators and the history of their franchise. So if you're fortunate enough to be here and fortunate enough to be going uh, to the game tomorrow, just take some time and really soak in what you're seeing and realize you're watching two Southern hockey teams face off against each other. It's going to be 50 degrees. You're playing in Dallas, Texas, and there are going to be 85,000 people in the stands, 20 to 25,000 of which are going to be coming here from the Nashville area. It's just a, a really special time, I think, to be a hockey fan in Nashville and to be a hockey fan uh, in the South. And uh, you, you hear people talk about all the time about how maybe the game the game doesn't belong down there. It's you know this is a northern game. Why are they playing it down here in the South? You don't hear that quite as much anymore. I think it's nowhere near as prevalent as it used to be. But I think tomorrow's game, as Nick was talking about uh, kind of earlier, about how you know this is going to be the second largest crowd to ever watch a hockey game. It's going to be really awesome to be a part of. So just take some time tomorrow, whether you're at the fair outside, you're tailgating, you're watching the game at home on TV, just take some time to really enjoy uh, what you're seeing because you never know when you're going to be able to see something like this again. So interested to see how the Predators respond to this tomorrow. After all, this is this is a huge, 
huge game from them. They need every point they can get. If you take a look at the standings right now, they're six points behind the Dallas Stars in the Central Division. So need to get back on the winning track. Need to show, I think, from a, uh, just a psyche standpoint that you can hang with the Stars, you can play with the Stars, and ultimately you can beat them. Things have not gone well against the Dallas Stars as of late from a matchup perspective. Dallas basically ran the Predators out of their own building a couple weeks ago in Nashville. So all that being said, interested to see how the game goes tomorrow. I think the the, the pageantry around it, the spectacle around it, is going to be everything that we've all hoped it would be and more. So really looking forward to that. We'll be coming back to you live tomorrow uh, for another edition of Locked on Predators after the game tomorrow uh, after the Winter Classic. So looking forward to talking to you all then. As always, this is Locked on Predators on the Locked on NHL Podcast Network. I'm your host, Robbie Stanley.